The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out and say, Scott Haskin, thank you for that beautiful, beautiful music. Again, I I always feel like it's an epic intro. We, of course, have my wonderful co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, who you all like better than you like me. How are you doing, Paul? Uh, Well, you know, uh, a bit under the weather. Me too. I I think everyone's a little crook these days. No one's doing uh, exactly phenomenally. We know uh, there's there's been an interesting reaction, though. Mary Tyler Moore just passed. Mm. She just mm-hmm. died. And uh, people are ranging from calling her a feminist icon to saying that she set women back. So I'm, I'm not sure. There's been a very mixed reaction to her passing, where usually oh. there's a mostly reaction. How did she set women back? I, I don't know. I thought the Mary Tyler Moore show was phenomenal. I loved yeah. Betty White. Though. Well, I'm a Cloris Leachman fan. Well, I maybe those two have made up, but I don't know. They hate each other. They used to hate each other. Yeah. Betty, well, Betty White, I have a soft spot before. She was the first female producer, um, mm-hmm. and she produced a show in the 1950s called Life of, Life of Elizabeth. Um, so she was actually the very first female producer. Yeah, she was a television pioneer. She, she really is. In, in every possible way, that woman was incredible. Do you know the way she ended up playing um, her character on The Golden Girls? Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. But go on. Uh, uh, Rue Mc, McClanahan. I cannot pronounce the last name right now. I'm very drugged. Rue McClanahan. Uh, Rue McClanahan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rue McClanahan, who had always played the ditzy farm girl, and they just traded roles. That was for the best. I thought she was phenomenal in the Golden Girls. Of course, so was Rue McClanahan. Do you know she's the only living Golden Girl left? Betty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the youngest, uh, once, one, youngest one passed away first, and that, oddly enough, was Estelle Getty who played the Who played mom. the mother, I know. She yeah. was the oldest Golden Girl. It's absolutely unbelievable. She was the youngest Golden Girl, but, uh, you know, in real, in real years? Yeah. On the she show, was. she played older. But in real life, she was she was the youngest of the women. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, what do you think about Mary Tyler Moore passing? And I don't want any angry write-ins. We've had uh, enough of those. And, I t- and a shout-out to everyone. Yes, I know we want to talk about uh, Trump taking the cap off of what you can charge for medications, especially HIV medications. Nobody agrees that you should be allowed to bring the cost of medication through the roof. 
whether you agree or disagree with his policies, no one's going to agree with that. We don't need to get into it on the show. Your thoughts, Paul? Uh, Mary Tyler Moore? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like we're just, uh, we're just I doubt anybody on. will, if anybody has a problem with the following statement, which is yesterday we lost the national treasure. I agree. I find it interesting. Um, well, well, let me ask you. Do you think Mary Tyler Moore was a feminist icon because of the character she played? Or do you think she was something that someone that set women back? I, well, you know, being the uh, member of the oppressing color, age, sex, and uh, gender, uh, I don't see how. I don't see that, how. Yeah, she- that- that's my I thoughts. Really I'm don't. like, how, how could she possibly? Well, it was because uh, she was molested. She yeah. had multiple facelifts. She had, you know, a lot of problems. And people are saying by not making this public uh, when she should have, she actually created problems for women. Okay. Nobody has, we do not have a right to the private life of any of our our, our icons or our stars or anything like that. I think in the internet age, we've decided we do. So when things like this come out, people get very upset that they didn't know. Right, and then those people need to grow up. <laughs> Lex, can you okay. give me some moisturizer, please? I know I completely agree with you. I think people... Just because Kim Kardashian wants to put everything out on the table doesn't mean everybody else has to. You know, Because some people can put talent out on the table. They don't have to put everything else. I, I agree, and she was one of the people. Well, let, Tyler Moore, what did you think of Mary Tyler Moore? No, I I fell in love with her uh, when I watched like old reruns of the Dick Van Dyke Show when I was uh, when I was very young, and then of course it went into the Mary Tyler Moore Show, which I don't know if that ran when I was I don't know think I ever saw those outside of reruns, uh, but I enjoyed the show. I. You know, she was the center of, the, of a very crazy storm. Uh, I was always a big Ted Knight fan. And uh, he was my favorite character on the show. You know, just because he was a complete blowhard. I like that, yeah. On the show. I have no idea. Not I've in real life, of course. I've, I've yeah. never met the man, but he, he played a wonderful blowhard on that show. What do you think about the comment that she, it really shouldn't be considered... Um, she shouldn't be considered an icon because she really did leave Hollywood. I want to point out to those people, she was in hot in Cleveland for five years. So I don't think that counts. With with Betty White, by the way. She um, was. Which I, okay. She was. Fair enough. Um, people say that she left Hollywood. You, you, you know how tough Hollywood is. And after, you know, and Mary Tyler Moore show ran for over a decade. And I think the Dick Van Dyke show ran close to a decade, too. So, yep. you know, I can't think of a movie that she starred in off the top of my head. Uh, thoroughly Modern Millie. That was 1967, though, or 68, somewhere in the 60s. Fair enough. You know, that means TV actors don't always translate over to movie stars. I absolutely agree with that. I think but a lot she, of people... Mary could do whatever the hell she wanted, as far as I can say. I agree. Do you think I'm trying to find a nice way of saying it? But do you think the do you think the Mary Tyler Moore show had an effect in Hollywood 
and for women. Well, I think it also proved that you could uh, have a female lead on a show. Now, I believe that Lucy Ball, uh, you know, paved that way first. Before that, we had Life of Elizabeth with Betty White. And that, uh, was that a local show? I think that was local, though. I don't know if that was national. Uh, it, it was it was national, um, okay. but it was before they could figure out how to syndicate both sides. That That's was actually, it was Desi yeah. Arnaz that figured that out. Fair enough. Somebody had to. Uh, oh, plus, he, that he, uh, Mary Tyler Moore show was successful enough to get a couple of successful spinoffs, if I remember right. I remember uh, Lou Grant had his own show at Asner, uh, and I know Cloris Leachman uh, had a sh- uh, was on the Mary Tyler Moore show for a little while, and then she got a uh, a TV series that lasted. Well, that's a I think, yeah, I think Mary Tyler Moore. Love. I mean, I know I'm. I'm finding it's it's surprising to see. Usually, when a celebrity dies, you don't see a lot of dislike, and I don't know if it's just because we've moved into an age of grumpiness, or we've because of the internet. Of we've moved into an age of grumpiness. I, yeah. I absolutely love Mary Tyler Moore. I think she really did change television for women. I do, and I know, you know, my, my feminist uh, ideas often get poo-pooed on Twitter, but I do think she, not only the character she played, but the fact that she was a female lead made a very, very big difference. Of course. And she was talented enough to take that lead and run it for over a decade. She was. And I don't know if anyone less talented could have done it. Because it wasn't like they were like, oh, let's just give the women a chance. No, I mean, she... like, let's <laughs> spin Mary off on her and give her her own show named after her, you know? Yep. And when you're coming off of the Dick Van Dyke show to make any kind of impression, because let's face it, it's Dick frickin' Van Dyke. Yes. Also an icon. Yeah. So that's something, guys, and that's something I'll tell anyone out there. One thing that people don't often realize about actors, and this is a problem James Marsden has, so if you're paying attention, James Marsden, this one's for you. Um, (laughs) You can be a character actor. Or you can be a lead. A lead actor often is somebody who portrays a character but also keeps themselves in there. If you watch um, Jennifer Lawrence, she can be any character she wants, but she's still Jennifer Lawrence. If you look at a character actor, they play a very specific character. We'll move to another person in the uh, X-Men franchise and use Hugh Jackman, who he can be a leading man, but he's very much a character actor. And God bless him. He's Hmm? a leading man with character talent. That's it. And that's exactly it. And that's the same problem James Marsden has, is he's a great character actor and nobody knows what to do with him. So Mary Tyler Moore managed to bridge that. But she was always very much Mary Tyler Moore. And that's what people love. You can be known for a character or you can be known as yourself. Um, when you find actors that are known as themselves, it's because they've gotten good at bridging that gap. Jennifer Lawrence only plays Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's overrated and not that talented. But I think she's very nice. Oh, I think she's fantastic. I, I think she's overrated. She always plays Jennifer Lawrence. I prefer character actors 
to lead actors because lead actors always play the same person. That's I mean, what people found, go to see. Yeah, she has found her way into the upper stratosphere of movie star. Uh, but I think she's got the talent to do pretty much whatever she wants. I think the talent's being drowned out by the stardom. I think when you have the star overshine the talent, that's when you, you start to have a bit of a problem. I think she's a talented actress, but I certainly wouldn't put her in the same category as Meryl Streep. I wouldn't put her in the same category. Hell, um, I mean, almost any modern actress, really. It's not that she's not talented. It's just she's not the greatest leading actors have that edge of character actor. They can do that, and I just don't think she can. But that's just my opinion. I don't think she's a great character. But I think she sells Jennifer Lawrence very well. And Mary Tyler Moore sold Mary Tyler Moore very well. So there's no complaints, I suppose, on that end. Your thoughts, Paul? No. Uh, I uh, Did you ever see uh, Winner's Bone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she. I thought uh, Jennifer was fantastic in there. That was pretty much. I always judge, uh, you know, where Hollywood judges an actor or actress on their last performance. I always judge them on their best performance. And I thought she was amazing in Winter's Bone. I I do agree with you. Hollywood does judge off the last performance. I think for me, it's. Um I think, too, being on the back end of it, some of her antics are starting to overshadow her star. Her star. Um, she had Hugh Jackman almost completely cut out of The Last X-Men because she wanted them to focus more on Mystique as a good character, as a positive character. So I think that also colors my opinion. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I didn't hear about that. But, um, yeah. you know, I mean, the way stars are, you know, I wouldn't put it past them <laughs> it's well it's not really a surprise when you look at it it's just uh, well each to their own everybody goes see guardians of the galaxy 2 because that's the one i'm involved with and we like guardians best basically guardians just is just a funny version of space avengers except we mm -hmm. we have chris pratt in instead of chris hemsworth and i really like chris hemsworth so does my grandmother she decided she wants him for Christmas. All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to be talking to the fabulous Dr. Ross, and we're going to have on one of my favorite producers today. Her name's Air. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. I know I need to give it to you, but it's a lot of letters, and it's, I'll tell you all about it when we get back. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. <laughs> we'll be right back with Dr. Ross. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. 
Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you trying to discover how to thrive in business and follow your purpose? Tune in to Entrepreneur Enlightenment with host Irina Benedict. You will learn how to combine practical business strategies with spirituality so you can grow your business with ease. If you've been searching for purpose, for freedom, for fulfillment, tune in to get your questions answered. Listen live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires? Yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And, of course, we are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. And we are talking a little bit about uh, a whole whole bunch of things in Hollywood. But the death of Mary Tyler Moore and Jennifer Lawrence and whether we love her or hate her. But right now we are on with the fabulous Dr. Russ. G'day, Dr. Russ. Mm. Thank you, Summer. Good day to you, too. I usually have the pleasure of listening to you and Michael for a couple minutes uh, before coming on, but uh, it's been so hectic here today that uh, I wasn't able to, but I'm glad to be here. Well, we are very, very glad to have you on. All you missed was us uh, talking about Mary Tyler Moore, for the most part. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful person. She was. I'm uh, going to jump right into the questions that we have for you oh, um, right. because I have some we got some interesting questions and and the last one I'm going to warn you guys in advance is one that we got off of Twitter and I don't even think it's possible but we'll get there to start with what are the best things that can be done for depression well uh, I, I believe uh, first and foremost it's attempting to uh, uh, not slip even deeper, uh, and you can do that by keeping your commitments with other people. Other people can help you. As the great uh, philosopher Heidegger said, that uh, life is living in the world with other people, and you can also, of course, uh, see a professional who can prescribe medication. Uh, they'll they'll judge uh, what may or may may not work for you uh, based on the particulars of your case. 
and uh, also see a, a counselor. Uh, uh, they uh, include different professions. Uh, basically, it's talk therapy. Uh, but uh, this can be uh, obtained through your priest or rabbi, uh, a psychologist, marriage family therapist. Uh, we we also offer a, a treatment here at the office called uh, uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation. And... Uh, this acts to uh, stimulate areas of the brain that kind of become dormant uh, uh, during depression. And uh, so uh, don't lose faith. Uh, keep up with your commitments. So really sticking to um, living your life while you're depressed is pretty damn important. Yes, yes, you may have, have slipped a little bit, but you don't want to slip any further by, uh, you know, abandoning your uh, your friends, your family. Uh, keep, keep up those commitments, and time will heal all wounds, as they say. Yeah, and, and I have to agree with that. I think uh, it's, it's, it's easy to slip into and hard to get out of. How do you motivate yourself to exercise when you just don't want to, when you're tired? How do you make yourself do it when you just don't want to? Well, I, uh, I'd, I'd advise the listeners to uh, make it a date. And uh, that way you, uh, you'll, you'll disappoint if you, don't show or, uh, if you don't show or if you choose to cancel. And uh, uh, that, that will... Uh, oftentimes carry you through the the lows. Uh, I, I think people uh, should think about how good you'll feel uh, once those endorphins start start pumping. Uh, the adrenaline output in your body will wake you up, too. So um, um, I, I think that that's helped me. Um, and... Uh, it just kind of carries you through. So uh, make it a date. So instead of going to the movies, go to the gym? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that um, if if you exercise, have a exercise uh, buddy that meets you there and, and you don't want to let them down, so you're going to go no matter how you feel, regardless if you're tired or... Uh, you don't want to, uh, you're going to go because you're going to meet someone there. And uh, if you don't go, you're going to disappoint them and not only hurt your own uh, exercise routine, but you'll disappoint the other person. So I think that's commonly uh, a common motivator. And that's, I like that. I like that. I kind of like the idea of making it a date better because gym guys are either really, really cute or not, but whatever. And the <laughs> third one I'm going to ask is, are there foods that help you get past a breakup? That's a funny one, but I've had that question written more than once. Are there special foods that will help you get past a breakup? Well, you know, that the short answer is no, but... Uh if we look at uh, a breakup as uh, 
something that, that's going to result in feelings of depression. Uh, um, I just uh, was researching that question here, and uh, uh, I, I kind of agree with uh, uh, if, if a breakup is depress- depression, it's a complicated process, uh, and it involves uh, not only medication, but also uh, there are overlooked factors in nutrition. Uh, you need to eat food that will help you be happy, and uh, therefore uh, the foods that will make you happy or the recommendations are cut back on sugar-containing foods. Uh, if you are eating sweets, uh, you can switch to fresh fruit, crunchy vegetables, uh, and the like. Uh, you can cut back on caffeine, coffee, uh, tea, chocolate, colas, and uh, drink more water instead. That, that okay. It stabilizes I, I you, your mood. I think you just depressed the hell out of Alexis because her go-to is chocolate. She <laughs> eats a lot of chocolate. Uh, well, increasing... Uh, well, she's not going through a breakup, so that's... Uh, Irrelevant uh, to uh, <laughs> the discussion, but see, Lex, um, you're okay eating your chocolate. So she's Maybe. still okay on that. <laughs> uh, I think uh, aiming for several servings of of uh, certain foods to increase your B6 level. Uh, that's sometimes a deficiency in uh, in depressed individuals, and, and those foods would include. Uh, Chicken, vegetables, fish, bananas, avocados, dark green leafy vegetables. Uh, so those are kind of happy foods. Uh, also, uh, uh, there are two folic acid-rich foods, uh, spinach and broccoli, that uh, uh, can help with uh, elevation of the mood. Uh, also, a moderate dose of multivitamins and mineral supplement to fill any nutritional gaps. Sorry, what it sounds like is if you're miserable and you're having a rough time, get healthy and you'll feel better. Yes. I like Most that. Most definitely. I like and, that. Uh, of course, just the diet is only is only part of uh, the blues battle. Uh, exercise, you know, is part of health and uh, the blues battle. Effective coping skills, strong social support system, uh, and uh, depression can always be a symptom of uh, other problems. So you ought to consult your physicians if the problems persist and uh, especially if they interfere with quality of life and health. Okay. Uh, I, I think so. that's really good advice. Plus, when your ex sees you and you look all hot and healthy and fit, <laughs> you'll feel really good about yourself. <laughs> Just exactly. saying. Exactly. Exactly. You're not underestimate the power of pettiness. 
The power of pettiness, yes. If you don't feel like getting fantastic after your breakup, just think of how good it's going to be when they look like crap and you look fantastic after the breakup. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Russ, I'm, I'd love to send one of your books to one of our writers. Who would you like to send a book to this week? A copy of the wonderful, wonderful Palm Springs Diet. Well, let's let me just review here um, the best things to do for depression. Um, I think that was a good question. As was um, uh, how to motivate yourself uh, when you don't feel like exercising. Um, I like the third question the best, actually, because uh, it was it's a thought provoking question, and uh, so I I would say the third question: uh, Is there such a thing as foods that help you get past a breakup. <laughs> All right. Annalisa from Keystone will be getting a copy of the book. And good luck in your breakup. And just think about how miserable he'll be when he sees you all gorgeous and sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Summer. And guys, get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet on Amazon or you can get it on authorhouse.com, right? That's right. I got it right. Check Thank out you. authorhouse.com. <laughs> check out Amazon. Get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Feel good. Look good. And in your case, Annalise, make that, make that guy jealous. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. When we come back, we're going to be talking to a producer friend of mine about all things Hollywood. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, 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 guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bolin. And I would love, love, love to bring onto the show a very dear friend of mine, somebody I'm getting to know very well these days. I'm doing a new show with her. Um, that I'm not allowed to tell you anything about because it will probably get me sued. So, welcome to the show, Anne. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Summer? I'm glad you disclosed that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to say much about this because there hasn't been a show done like it, so I'm supposed to shut up. Um sure. has been a rapper. She is a producer. Um, I mean, you've, you've done a hell of a lot in the entertainment industry. You know what? I have, and the crazy thing is, I'm just a small-town girl from over by the river, and I would have never in a million years imagined I would be doing the things that I'm doing at this How age. How the it's, hell it's, did it's you end up in entertainment? Yeah, um, I mean, I have I've probably worked every single job you can imagine. I did valet. Uh, I was a server. I was a bill collector. I worked for a dating service. And then uh, my brother came to me one day and was like, hey, you should try out to be a DJ on the radio. And I initially turned down the idea, and then I tried out and ended up beating him. Don't tell him. He, he hates the story. I uh, <laughs> ended up beating him out of about 1,000 people here in, in the Valley, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, I'm now in TV, producing for uh, local TV news, and I've won a couple Emmys on the way. So I am definitely blessed to be in the position I am coming from where I'm from. I mean, it's, it's very, very rare. You grew up in Blythe. Yes, um, people do live there. If you've ever heard of it, people do live there. People it's, do it's live a, there. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped there for gas on my way to Arizona. Yeah, so. that's basically. People know Blythe as gas, food, and lodging. You you may have blinked and missed it on your way to Arizona, but you if you have drove from California to Phoenix, you have driven through Blythe. It is the last stop on the river. So. Very small place. I actually grew up on a farm. This is a true story. I wasn't born in a barn, though, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I learned a lot from being from a small town, and I kind of took those with me, uh, those those lessons with me, and uh, I've applied it ever since. And I've just gone nonstop. I do not look an opportunity in the mouth. I take everything, grab it by the balls, and just try and do my best. And that is the best way to do it. As <laughs> if, if you can grab it and make it cooperate, it gets you get along well with yes, it. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, I have to ask you, there are a lot of people, um, and a lot of our listeners come from, good God, we have people from Kentucky, we mm-hmm. have people from Tennessee. I mean, we have people from the boondocks that listen to this show. No offense to the boondocks, <laughs> but we do. What yeah. advice would you give them? Because I can tell you, when you're in LA, I can tell you step one, step two, step three, this is how you get into entertainment. But when you come from so far away, um, Hollywood seems like another world. You are absolutely right. And like I said, growing up in Blythe, I would have never, I mean, I could have never dreamed that I would be anywhere doing anything as far as Hollywood. But I would say the first step, if you do want to get in this industry, is leave the small town. 
you can't you can't make it in Hollywood. You can't even get an opportunity if you're in a small place like I was. I mean, we are isolated from the world, and we're about two and a half hours away from from LA, maybe a little more. But you just you got to leave. You, you got to step out of your comfort zone. You you got to make a, a move and a push. Even if you don't make it right away, nothing happens overnight. It's 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 not going to be easy. I'll tell you that from from the from the jump. But you will not go anywhere if you don't leave your comfort zone. So I would say that's the first. It's going to be scary. A lot of people don't don't want to leave their hometown because they're comfortable with it. They're they're used to a certain thing, the same people. But you gotta you, you gotta make that move. You gotta make that move. And and I'm I'm glad I did. That was that was the first thing for me was was just getting out of Blythe. And I only moved an hour and a half away to another small town, um, but every relationship is, you need to take that and run with it. You know what I mean? Don't take any relationship or anyone that you meet for granted because they could be the person that opens up the door to whatever you want to do. And that's very, very good advice. For people, that are trying, <laughs> for, pe- for people that are trying to get into journalism and that sort of thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you on two very, very different fronts. Because okay. like I said, you were in music and now you're a producer, but you've also, you know, you interviewed um, Nicole Kidman on the red carpet. You yeah. produce, you've produced, you've done music. So I want to talk to you about all these aspects because people a lot of the time in the entertainment industry very much get pigeonholed. And that's not something True. you've experienced. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I've definitely experienced the whole pigeonhole thing. Uh, m- my best advice is to try and keep your hand in every cookie jar. It's not being greedy, but it is definitely, um, you got to weigh out your options. If you have an opportunity to do this, even if you're uncomfortable doing it, do it. The worst you can do is fail, and guess what? Every failure, there's a success from that. You're going to learn a lesson, and it might be the lesson you need to learn that will push you into the field that you want to be in. I never would have guessed in a million years I would have been doing radio, TV, producing. I I didn't go to college for this. Everyone in this industry that I'm in right now, the television industry, everyone that surrounds me at work has a college degree. Now, I'm not saying don't go to college. Not saying that at all. College is great. I tell people all the time not to. I say, but you know especially what? film is, school. <laughs> film school is a waste of time. College is fine. Yeah, Go to yeah. college. Film school isn't worth shit. For sure Sorry. not. <laughs> film school and, and film festivals. Two things. Don't bother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's real though. But you have to kind of keep, keep that in mind. Like, I try and take every single opportunity and that's basically what got me here I did not go to college for this and like I said everyone around me has degrees and there are some times where I kind of doubt myself and my ability but you gotta have confidence in yourself even if you gotta fake it till you make it that's what I'm currently doing right now shh don't tell anyone else okay <laughs> yeah it's, but, it's, that's that's the biggest part of the job is 90% like you know of the doing. time yeah. <laughs> and as a producer 90% of the time you have no freaking idea what you're doing you're actually paid just yeah. to figure it out because the Absolutely. same thing never goes wrong twice <laughs> it's yeah. always something yeah. new yeah, I spend. Uh, you know, I'm at I'm at the news station. I, I produce um, the evening newscasts, which are you know the the, the most most important ones. It's when everyone's getting off work. They kind of want to know what's happening in the day, and I spend eight hours, basically the first five, creating my show. And our motto is: there's always breaking news in the world. So whatever I've worked on is always usually wiped out. So I'm usually flying by the seat of my my pants. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm coming up with things on the spot, you know what I mean? And, and you don't have time to doubt yourself. So 
that's the, the beauty of the industry that I'm in right now is I just keep going and going until somebody tells me I'm not doing it right. And that's luckily I haven't been told that yet, so I'm going to keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> who is the nicest celebrity you ever met? And then who is the biggest dick? We're going we're gonna to go there. Okay, who is the nicest okay. celebrity? All right. Okay. Biggest dick for sure. And this probably is because I was younger. But Debo from Friday. You know what I'm talking about? Big guy, yeah. big black guy, has a crooked eye. He was for sure the biggest dick I ever met. I met him on Venice Beach when I was maybe 10 or 11, and this was before Friday. This was when he was playing Zeus or something. Uh, I recognized him. I knew him. Came up to him with a piece of paper. This is when you actually ask people for autographs. Remember those days? Before, <laughs> before, before self, the selfie? Before selfies and Snapchats. I actually had a pen and paper, and... He was probably eight feet taller than me at the time, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, can I please get your autograph? And he literally looked at me and was like, hell no. And it was like the saddest moment <laughs> in my life. That's it horrible. Was, it was, I was, dude, I was heartbroken as a child. I've never been right since. I, I, watched, I watched Friday, and I'm like, I hope Craig knocks his ass out. I hope Craig knocks his <laughs> ass out. Uh, bad experience. He's for sure the biggest dick. Um... The nicest celebrity and probably the best, I would have to say, is Wyclef Jean. Uh, he was from the Fugees. Um, great producer and even more incredible man. He ran for president of Haiti once. Um, he would be the, the biggest influence and the nicest celebrity I ever met. From the first moment I met him, he opened his, 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 his mind to me and basically mentored me. I met him at the radio station. I was interviewing him for um, my radio show. And we hit it off. Uh, after the show, he invited me to um, come to his uh, concert, which was later that night um, in the desert. So I went and I ended up playing um, the, the the bongos and the congos or the bongos and and singing on stage with him later that night. And it was just uh, nice to meet a Grammy Award winner, someone whose name was so so big out in the industry that so down to earth and just uh, so open to just a small town girl like me. And uh, I'd have to say Wyclef is definitely the nicest celebrity I've ever met. Nicole Kidman was cool too because she wasn't going to do an interview and then I grabbed her arm and kind of forced her, but she was nice. (laughs) She was nice. (laughs) She's she's actually usually pretty cool about stuff. I got to give her that one. Though uh, her her handle is, she's considered one of the worst people to handle because she'll go off. Uh, she'll go off with everyone (laughs) where you have like Schwarzenegger who's one of the best he knows all the touch cues Ah. Uh, Nicole Kidman's one of the ones who like walk off into the crowd Jim Carrey is considered the worst just because you can't keep you can't keep you can't keep I have not heard that that's crazy but yeah her handlers uh they they weren't too happy with me um almost forcing (laughs) Nicole Kidman to do an interview but she's super down to earth and she understood like we're the local station you got to talk to us you've already spoke to um entertainment tonight you know what I mean you're in Palm Springs you got to speak to the local media and she she agreed with what I said and she ended up giving us a great interview so I I dig celebrities like that, that, you know, your handler may say one thing, they may not want you to speak or they want you to hurry up and get down the red carpet, but Nicole Kidman, you good, my big girl. You can say whatever you want on here. We, we, we don't, it's, <laughs> fuck it, say whatever you want. You're good. <laughs> great. 
I've been trying to censor myself the whole don't, time. Don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> I've paid great. so much money to the FCC over the years. They owe me money these days. Don't even mind. Fucking great it. news. This is why I'm not on regular <laughs> radio because my poor boss, that poor, poor man, <laughs> he is probably still paying fines from my potty mouth from six years ago. So thanks. Thanks, Summer. I appreciate it. I can, I can speak freely here. Speak as freely as you'd like. So. <laughs> great. As far now, music. When we when we get into the music side of your career, I am going to ask you: How did you get into doing that? How did you get into like rapping and singing? And so the another thing about so music cool. is like growing up, never would have imagined. Never really had. I mean, I, I always loved music. My my parents played great music growing up. Um, my brothers would joke around and kind of freestyle rap outside at the gate, and I would kind of listen, but was never a part of it. Um, and maybe a couple months after I started my radio career in like 2006, um, I met a rapper named Dirty Birdie, uh, big in the IE. And uh, for the record, he is my favorite rapper ever. If y'all do not know Dirty Birdie, Google him. Go he is Dirty the Birdie. dirtiest motherfucker you'll ever hear. And he has the most beautiful soul. It is just, he's, he's so dope. Um, anyway, so I met him uh, for an intro. I wanted him to do a, a music intro for my radio show. And I got into the booth with him, and some sort of magic happened. Um, he was like, have you ever got on the mic? You have a great voice, you know what I mean? And I had always done poetry and spoken word. Um, and I had written a spoken word. And he's like, turn the beat on. Just do your spoken word on the beat. And uh, we ended up turning it into a rap, and it catapulted my career after that. I, I felt comfortable in the studio. Um, I had a lot of people tell me that there's not a lot of women, obviously, that have the drive that I do and just aren't afraid of shit. So um, I kept it pushing, and a lot of opportunities just kind of kind of fell after that. Um, I'm a go-getter, so I, I don't really sit on my ass and let um, opportunities pass me by. I, I just grab them and run with them. I think that's something a lot of a lot of people miss, trying to get into the entertainment industry. They keep waiting mm-hmm. to be discovered. There's no yeah. such thing as being discovered. Every her- story yeah. you've ever heard of being discovered is a lie. It's that's a lie. We idea. create it. <laughs> that's the <laughs> worst plan. We created the lie. That is, it's a lie. That is the, yeah, it's the worst plan. If you want to get discovered... There's no such thing as waiting for someone to discover you because guess what? While you're sitting there waiting for someone to discover you, there are millions of other people getting off of their ass and going to get someone to discover them. It's just that's how it is. Just, just like with basketball or anything else like that. When you're not working, there is someone out there grinding. And guess what? They're probably going to take your opportunity. It's just, yeah, it's just the truth. It takes 10 years it. to become an overnight success and 10,000 hours to get good at anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just, it's the way it is. Yeah. So you got into the booth and you started rapping. Now, yeah, how do and you, pardon? Go ahead. How do you go from rapping and, you know, being, being a DJ and being a VJ and, and, and doing to, to producing? How did you make that leap? Uh, well, since I can, can keep it real here, I'm, I'm half black, half white. Um, I have a very, very honest opinion. And on radio, that's why people liked me. That's why my, my show was doing so well. Um, that's why people tuned in. And my boss, just for the record, was, was racist. He did not like the black culture. He did not like a strong woman of color um, basically running the show at his news station. So we clashed a lot. 
um, and I've kind of had it. Um, it was, I'll remember it distinctly, it was Martin Luther King's uh, birthday, and I had played a snippet of his speech, and I was reprimanded for that because he didn't want uh, me spreading hate speech, and I quote, hate speech. How mm. the fuck is that hate speech? Girl, Sorry. that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse yeah. me? It's fucking crazy. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I, I basically said, fuck you. This is who I am. And if you don't, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, there's a lot of people who do. And I kind of basically just deuced out. And I didn't have a job for maybe two months. Um, and I had a friend also from Blythe who worked at a local TV station. And I never thought I would be making the switch from radio to TV. Um, but I reached out to her just on a, on, on, a, on a limb and just said, hey, if there's any openings, let me know. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, I'll clean the floors there. And that's the key to making it in this industry. You've got to be willing to do anything. Don't think you're too good to start in at an entry level if you've come from being a, a, a superstar radio DJ. You've got to grind. This industry is not easy. It will never be easy. So I left radio without a plan, um, but I, I took the chance and, and reached out and was was hired uh, at the TV station that I'm currently at, and I started super entry level. I was doing audio, basically turning people's mics on. And seven years later, I am now the senior producer of the newscast that I once just did graphics and audio for. So it's a blessing. I just you, you got to take a chance no, on yourself, not, and you got to bet on. on yourself. I got to say, it's not a blessing. That is the result of working your ass off. The blessing is, is that you can work your ass off. The reality is that isn't just, you know, people people use the term blessing and I hate it when they use it. <laughs> they, they write in, they're like, I was blessed. I'm like, okay, no, blessed is being yeah, born, right. you know, in into Paris Hilton's family. For sure. Working for sure. your ass off. <laughs> That's so true, Summer. <laughs> yeah, I worked my ass off to get where I'm at. You're right. There is. There was no blessing in there. It was maybe a blessing in disguise, but we won't use that word. I grinded my ass off. And there were times yes. where I, I questioned myself, like, why did you just leave a job where everyone knew you and, and you know, you, you, you had a different hosting gigs and, you, you know, you were making uh, waves in Hollywood. And I literally, like, just cut it off. I, I left that, that part of my life and took a dive into this and a couple years later I ended up winning an Emmy so you gotta bet on yourself you even if you are scared and and think that you can't do it put that shit in your back pocket put your big girl draws on and get out there and get it done that's really do all I can anything. say about that you just you gotta get it you gotta get it done nobody else is gonna do it for you it's it's very very true and one thing you will face believe it or not is going to be sexism and bigotry oh god <laughs> story of hollywood, our lives right yeah, hollywood is full of it absolutely yeah. full of it i just have to deal with the sexism it gets the sexism and the bigotry yeah it's fun it's you know two for one why not but i'll tell you this it makes you stronger it makes you uh it makes you not take anybody's bullshit. When you deal with, with bigotry and, and sexism and, and people who are supposed to be your bosses, you know, these are people who shouldn't be doing shit like that. When you experience that at a higher level, you can, you can handle, at, handle it at any level, to be real. You know what I mean? I, uh, there's very little that phases me now, and it's because of the shit that I've been through and had to deal with in the industry. Um, but it hasn't deterred me from staying in the industry. It's actually made me want to work harder. 
but that also puts you in a position to bring in more diverse groups because you have the hiring power as time goes on. And that's yeah. something that, that changes things. And that's Absolutely. why I tell like a lot of girls that write in, well, he said this or he said that. I'm like, please. Yeah. I heard we that. We ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. Ignore them. Go do your job. Shut up. They'll leave you alone. They just care Period. if you're making the money. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The, guys are guys the, are cute. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> guys are cute. The best way to get past sexism and bigotry, the best way to get past any of it is make a lot of money, do well on your show, and then no one cares. Do well Period. on the film. Nobody no can tell you shit when you're on top. Yep. And to do it, you have to work your ass off. Now, yeah. I am going to tell you guys, you will see more of Air. We're going to, uh, we've got a new show coming out. Hey. It's going to, <laughs> it is going to be called True MMA. We are working yeah. with uh, Cub Swanson. We can't tell them how it's being shot or anything like that because that that is what will get us screwed. But Top secret, yeah. <laughs> that's that's very, very secret. But we've got a new MMA reality show coming out. And one of the most interesting components I find about it is that Air's brother, Darren, is one of the <laughs> teachers over at this gym that we're oh. doing this, this uh, reality show at. And you guys have got to tune in and, and check it out. You you and your brother have some interesting chemistry there. I don't think he's let it go that you beat him for the DJ position. No, I don't, I don't think he'll ever let that go. And that is why I will continue to remind his ass about it. <laughs> he, may, he may be a black belt in a couple different uh, styles of fighting, but that is one thing that he will never beat me at. That story, I'll never let it die, ever. <laughs> he can be bigger, he can be badder, but in the end, you win. <laughs> like exactly, <that>. exactly. <laughs> uh, the show should be interesting, though, especially featuring my brother because... Um, you know, my brother's uh, a character is is definitely putting it lightly. One he day wearing, he shows up as Spider Man. Goku the outfit. Next he'll show up as him. Goku. So. Yeah. He. I walked in. He had a Goku outfit on. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on? So it was it was pretty interesting. He was Monkey King last night over at the gym. You heard it right. A Goku outfit. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it is uh, an anime. It is an anime. Um, last oh. night, he was Monkey King over at the gym. Have you ever heard of Dragon Ball Z? Uh, I'm, very, I'm not very familiar with it, but I do know what it is, yeah. Well, he so, it's yeah. basically, he, he shows up dressed as characters from that cartoon show. He also shows up as, like, the Incredible Hulk, like, full-on outfit. But the funny thing is, he shows up looking like, a clown, which is, I mean that in the most endearing way, but he will whoop your ass. Yep. So I don't want anyone to get it twisted that, oh, look at this guy in a freaking, I don't know, Superman shirt. He is not to be played with, and I think that will be a great draw for the show because each week we're going to unveil something else crazy about his life, and um, you, should, you should definitely tune in. It's going down. It is going to be very, very interesting. Guys, we've reached the end of the show. We have a lot of writing for airs, air that we are writing questions for air that we're just not going to get to today. But I will ask her very nicely if she will come on again, hopefully, Hell so we can get through some yes. of the questions. And I'm <laughs> going to hold you to it. Now that I know I can cuss, bitch, I'm coming back. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. Guys, I'm Summer Helene. We were on with Paul Michael Bolin. We're on with my favorite producer out here in Palm Springs Air. Ooh. And I do not know how to pronounce your last name. Alexis tried. Don't, don't even try it. It's fine. It's, it's long in German and it's not important right now. <laughs> All right. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be back next week. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.